Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au.
3cr855am3crdigital3cr.org.au 3cr on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon through 1 every Sunday afternoon currently Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time 3CR very much is proud to broadcast from the lands of the Kulin Nations and the overlapping lands of the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples we pay respect to elders past present and emerging Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people listening in via whichever means and from whichever lands you are on, on this big island and surrounding smaller ones. And we acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded and that reconciliation is very much an ongoing process. I'm Sally Goldner. I'm your host for Out of the Pan and it's an exciting one today for on many levels. Woo! Party, party, zomba, zomba. It's the 18th birthday of Out of the Pan, actually, to the actual date. Uh, it's a packed program. Um, I can't share cake with you over the internet or the airwaves. Haven't worked out the technology behind that yet. But um, got lots of things. We're talking with Gavril Alexander about a queer environment group in the latter half of the show. But a bit of a first. It's only taken 18 years um, until I got got my um, music and liquor license or something. But seriously, live music in the show today, um, in the studio today with Alan James. We opened up with um, a good track from a wonderful woman as we approach International Women's Day and a reminder of 3CR's special broadcast on Wednesday, 24 hours of women's programming. Um, Dar Williams and Better Things from the album um, that was End of the Summer. And um, we've hit that too, um, unfortunately, but um, it's a pretty autumnal sort of day today. There's lots of ways to get in touch with Out of the Pan, the modern means of communication. You can email outofthepan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And look for posts on Facebook. My page, Sally Goldner AM and Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Any opinions I express on this show are strictly my own and not those of any organisation with which I'm associated past or present. And snail mail, um, if you've got something to write in, PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. Not aware that there'll be anything triggering on the show today, but if we do come up across something, we'll um, give you the numbers for Switchboard, Rainbow Door and similar. But um, yes, a very happy show today, the 18th birthday, and if you can't share cake, share music. And it is my pleasure to welcome, first time in the 3CR studios, Ellen James. Ellen, welcome to 3CR. Hello. Thanks for having me, Sally. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure um, to have you um, in the in the studios and... Well, in one sense, you're no stranger to microphones. No, not at all. But yeah, very, very um, strange to radio stations. So, well, we, um, ho- yeah. we hope we make it. We hope we make it queer and not strange. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm very excited. Thank you for having me, and happy birthday. Thank you very much. It is really, really good that this is happening. Um, and. Um, where to start? I mean, I could. Um, it's a bit like um, sort of. Um, this is your life. Tell me the Ellen story. <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously you're here with um, your guitar, who My we will hear. Guitar, yeah, yep. <laughs> hear very soon. But um, perhaps there's a. I'll, I'll just dive in. You know, sort of. Um, when did you first realise that? Oh, I love music and I want to sing and play. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one because nobody in my immediate family and musical 
except for my dad. You know, he'll he's got his little um, suitcase full of harmonicas that he'll grab out every now and then if someone's playing music. Um, but I think the first thing for me was my grandpa was um, a bit of a multi multi instrumentalist um, marvel, um, and he was playing in a lot of like old-time dance bands uh-huh. and stuff. Actually, I think the name of his band was the Telstars. Oh. And, yeah, and we found a um, this amazing suit when we were cleaning out his house that was like something out of Austin Powers. I don't know. So it was like an olive green suit with um, the kind of frill at the front Mm-hmm. shirt that was yep. bright yellow and a purple bow tie and then the kind of um that bit in flared pants that kind of um I don't know at the panel at the bottom of flared pants was orange so it's an interesting um uh ensemble of clothing so I'm hoping to bring that out at one point in a show Um, Yeah, and, you know, just watching him um, get up and play um, was very inspiring. A couple of bush dances I went to um, and my cousin as well, who used to play live music, um, solo female. Um, Yeah, it was just this thing that I was like, that looks fun. Um, But I do remember my first, my first time singing would have to be just copying my sister yeah um because I could hear her singing and I was like oh I think I can do that so apparently I used to sing in the shower a lot well as as just, many singers you know, as have kid, yeah yeah like that was my safe singing space so yeah <laughs> yeah well the the, sh- the shower rose the, tr- the trivia buffs the echoes you know and the, the echoes yes in the in the sh- in the shower <laughs> the trivia buffs will probably ask um you know, sort of um, what the the song was, if you can remember. Oh, God. Um, Don't have to. <laughs> I feel like it would probably be something along the lines of like, um, what were we listening to? You know the band Bewitched? The Scottish, I think they were Scottish pop. I admit uh, I don't know In the know 90s, yeah. So it was pretty, pretty cringy but pretty... Um, Nice, ha- harmonious kind of things to sing. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, look, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there'd be listeners who cringe at my early music <laughs> music tastes or, um, look, I'll out myself and be vulnerable. That's the okay. first album I was ever given, which I think was by some a great aunt of some sort, was by Roger Whittaker called Whistling Around the World. And Whistling it's, Around uh, the World. It's all it's all these songs allegedly from different countries about um with him whistling. Um <laughs> uh, so we all you know, look, whatever pedigree we have in my best Dr. Phil voice, it's valid. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. But from there you had to find well your authentic music in terms of playing, singing, songwriting, any other aspects, because we don't believe in binaries. We'll always make sure there's all of them. Yeah. Um, what was that journey about? How did you get? How did, I, how did it start? How's it going? Where did you get to? All yeah, those sorts of things. Um, it kind of just, I feel like it was a bit of a natural thing. Um, I 
really wanted to – I mentioned that I went to a couple of bush dances and fell in love with the violin, the fiddle. Yeah. And I remember being like, I'm going to play that one day. And I remember going up to the lady who was playing and saying, you know, I, I want to be like you someday. Aww. And she said something along the lines of, you know, I think you will one day. I think you'll play it one day. I can see it. I can oh. see it in your eyes. And as a little kid, it was sort of like, huh? <laughs> um, And when I got to high school, so I was, yeah, 13, um, I wanted to see if there was any groups um, or lessons with violin mm-hmm. and they said they didn't teach it so naturally went for guitar mm-hmm. and then I think it was like the next year or something they had a fiddle group oh, cool. <laughs> I went oh well we've already sort of committed to guitar um, so yeah I did lessons all through high school and I think I started writing my own songs um, the quality was debatable but pretty much started writing songs as soon as I had the guitar in my hands. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And I think it's important to say that even though I had lessons, <laughs> um, I am a very bifeal. Fair enough. Yeah. Get musician, I think. Um, it just seems to be that the theory behind um, guitar itself doesn't seem to stick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what is that, a, a creative, creative guitar player, I would call myself. <laughs> Fair enough. The main thing is, of course, that it comes from the heart. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. and whether it's feel or whether we use you know, a little bit of theory or what a scale is or whatever is mm. great, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, the critical part is coming from the heart. Um, yeah. And that was a rhyme, and it's not a <laughs> Seriously, um, I'm just, you know, it's, it's the authenticity, which I think society in all aspects is craving at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So playing at school, um, I mean... I imagine there were some sort of school-like performances. Yeah. Um, so we had like, I guess, your, um, what do you call it, like a, a talent nights, but they weren't called that, perform- performing arts nights or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think of my, we actually had a school, we actually had a school CD when I was in year seven and we went into, um, there was another local guy around town who had a recording studio. Oh, wow. Um, and so uh, we sort of went off in little groups and I got put with, you know, someone who's never played in front of people before. I got put in this group with um, people who were in year 11 and 12 practising musicians. And the first song I did publicly was What a Wonderful World mm-hmm. um, with, yeah, with a backing band. <laughs> And I remember I was so scared. We played at a performing arts centre um, in Benalla, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And right off the mark, I was about to sing and I started singing off key just because oh. I was so nervous. Mm. And I just remember looking around at the drummer who was, you know, in year 12 at the time being like, you know, what do I do? Like shock horror, expression on my face. And I just remember him continuing to drum and just sort of nodding at me and, you know, yep. saying, keep going, keep going. And I ended up doing it, but I remember just being like, 
into years after. Mm. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> no, look, per- perfectly fair. It meant a lot. You know, it meant a lot to you and yeah. all that sort of thing. And it would have been really, um, you know, really huge. Yeah. So that was the school thing. What about, you know, I mean, school sorts of things are not, they're public, but they're not totally open to public. No. So in terms of, say, busking or gigging, yeah. you know, how long after school, you know, or how, what, when did you when start did doing that? When did I start doing those things? Um, well, I think I started busking pretty much in year eight, so 14. Um, yeah, so I started doing little busking at like the markets and things like that, like Violet Town Market just mm-hmm. up the road um, and doing doing covers but predominantly, you know, my own stuff as well <laughs> um, or down the streets of Vanilla um, just to make a bit of money but also just to test out obviously, yep. if this is something that people might like, something I can give give to people. Um, and, yeah, and then there was this really cool space in Benalla at the time called Fair Home Cafe or Wine Bar, and they'd open it up like once or twice a month on a Friday night, all ages, like obviously chaperoned by your parents if you're underage. Well said. <laughs> and um, you'd walk through the front and then down a little hallway and out the back there was this awesome space um, and everyone who was arty or musical at school and everything and their parents um, would come out the back and sit and then we'd take in turns actually doing like cool. a live show and that was probably the first time I'd had a, had a bill I guess yeah, was yeah. on a bill, yeah, <laughs> and that was very important um, and a very prominent time, um, and also so beautiful to have that kind of your family support there, but then also just your friends who you hang out with being there, egging yeah. you on as well. It would be nice to have some familiar faces just to look at and yeah. you know, smile at that sort of thing, make that connection as you play and you know, yeah. build the vibe. As you're being a vulnerable little human being <laughs> well um the hopefully vulnerable in a good way vulnerable mm. can be positive negative and neutral so i'm going to um, hope that it's positive or at least neutral because we're going to ask you to be vulnerable and move <laughs> over to the microphone one um and play something for us and just um settle yourself in and also tell us a little bit about the song and then do it yep. um and um also once i hop around and turn, get the mic buttons in the right places. I'm going to come around and have the phone at the ready and we're going to have um, live live, live um, clips of this happening as well. But uh, just tell us a little bit about the song and just um, you know, hop into the microphone to do it before we do. No worries. Um, so this song is probably one of my newer ones. Um it's called Pearls. I think it's called Pearls. I haven't decided yet. Um, but essentially, it's just about living. Fair enough. <laughs> in this, this world that we're in at the moment. Um, and I think because my brain is not neurotypical, um, I find it really hard sometimes um, to 
I don't know, it's really, it's quite hard to put into words. I guess that's why I wrote a song. Um, but it's essentially about being someone who can't, um, who's struggling with the system. <laughs> yep. Just say affirmed. Aff- All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Um, so let's have a listen <coughs> to Ellen James live in the 3CR studios with um, Pearl's Any Second Now and away you go. Thanks, Ellie. They say that the world is your oyster But I am a beneficial woman I give all my bullets to the moon I 
Live in the 3CR studios, that's the fabulous Ellen James and Pearls. We'll just have a couple of quick messages, reset ourselves, have some more chats and another track with Ellen. And um, in the second half of the show, we'll have Gavril talking about um, queer and environment stuff. 3CR, 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. Coming to 3CR on the 13th of March is Rainbows Don't Fade with Age. Rainbows Don't Fade with Age, presented by VELS LGBTI Ageing and Age Care, sharing stories and information to empower and inspire action for all those interested in the health, well-being and visibility of older LGBTI plus people. Rainbows Don't Fade with Age on Mondays at 2pm every fortnight on 3CR. Justice Commission is the first formal truth-telling inquiry into injustice experienced by First Peoples in Victoria. From Monday, February 27 to Friday, March 10, Uruk is holding public hearings with First Peoples witnesses who have experienced injustice in the child protection and criminal justice systems. You can watch the hearings online or make a submission at urukjusticecommission.org. A 3CR supporter. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot AU three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally and guest Ellen Ellen James on the eighteenth birthday of Out of the Pan. Da, 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 da. Woo. Woo cake. Um, <laughs> well, we're imagining cake, but we've got um, music. Um, 
and um, all sorts of things happening here. It's um, it's a packed program. We're thro- I'm throwing a big party um, to celebrate um, 18 years of doing the show. And still chatting with Ellen James, who just performed live in the 3CR studio with Pearls. <laughs> and just before you went to that, you touched on an aspect of intersectionality that you identify as neurodivergent, which it seems more and more queer people are finding (laughs) that part of themselves, which is incredibly welcome. Um, that we recognise all of ourselves and we need to. Yeah. Um, so it gives me a chance to ask about if you want to talk about which aspect of neurodivergence it is, mm-hmm. um, queer journeys, and also how it affects, if it does, um, you know, in whatever way, um, your music and singing and writing. Yeah. Um, fire it in. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I think I think music is is definitely something that I've found is is my easiest communication skill, if that makes sense. I find a lot of the time that what's going on in my head, I struggle to articulate um, in ways that neurotypical people probably understand. Um, And I've been really lucky on this journey we call life um, to... Over, the, over over my journey, meet people that I, I think it's that thing with people who are just that little bit, um, you know, ne- neurodivergent or um, as you said before to me off air, um, HSP, highly sensitive people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy for those kinds of people to sort of gravitate to each other. They end up finding each other. Um, and that's where I'm really lucky that I have many communities in many spaces that are full of people um, in different different ages, different stages of life um, that will welcome you um, in whatever capacity you can be there in, if that, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, look, we have to find, or well, A, a tribe, but a tribe that affirms us, yes. B. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you have that and are able to get that momentum going mm. is, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, um, really, really important that you can keep building and building and growing as a, I'll say, as a musician and as as part of being the whole person. Yeah. And that's really awesome. And I mean, I'm not, you know, um, the fact that you're able to get that going early, <laughs> I think is so critical. And, you know, said so this is the 57-year-old talking. Yeah. I'm not going to ask your age unless you want to tell it. Uh, <laughs> 29. 29, so just half. Actually, no, not even, I'm sorry. I'm 29 in April. I'm 28 well, at the so, moment. <laughs> um, roughly, roughly half. I'm, what is it, 57 and yeah. a third or something, if we want to be that <laughs> mathematically ex-accountant precise. Um, and I think that's awesome. And that's, you know, I think as an older queer, that's what we wanted. We wanted to see um, the next generation be able to have more chance of achieving their potential without having to go through as much poo-poo as we did. Yeah, exactly. And I think just quickly I want to touch on the fact that I I have many communities across, around, but one thing that has really made me happy to see is that Growing up in a small town, um, there was sort of a group of us kids over the two high schools that kind of, as I said, gravitated towards each other. And you know, we were, we were, I guess the, the 
the weirdos as in like the artistic people, the people mm. that were not jocks, not, you know. And um, we kind of didn't fit anywhere except with each other. And I was thinking about it and about 95% of those people now have been able to come out as themselves, yep. whether that's been trans, bi, queer, like all yep. all of the things. And it's just so beautiful to be in an environment or see them in an environment where they can be 100% authentically themselves. And I get to witness it. <laughs> I sense a little bit of emotion as, yeah. as you commented there. <laughs> Totally shared, totally agreed, totally, infinitely affirmed and much, much needed. And that, you know, people like yourself are able to, well, share your joy today with the 3CR listeners um, all over. (laughs) Um, I I almost don't think we need to say any more than that. So um, if you're able to, um, just before you go over to back to the other chair, um, tell us um, for another track, tell us a little about the the other track you want to do and then we'll. Um, and then we'll sort of wrap it up there. No Um, worries. Yeah. Um, I guess this song is uh, I had had a a romance over COVID, but the way it started was very old-worldly. We were writing letters to each other, and um, I wrote a song about it, and essentially the song is is a letter – that is explaining, you know, I guess the the experience from my eyes. Um, and you mentioned before that there was that album album that you bought full of whist- whistling. Yeah, I got um, some whistling for you in this song. Oh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> my my inner child will feel at home yeah. or something. <laughs> All right, let's um, shuffle shuffle the chairs again. No worries. Um, not on the not the deck chairs on the Titanic by any means. <laughs> let's have another track from um, our guest live in the three CR studio on the eighteenth birthday of Out of the Pan, Ellen James. Beautiful. Thank you, Sally. All right, this one is called A Letter for Country and Western.
Sky. 
Thank you so much, Ellen James, for that track, which um, just got to get the name thereof. I don't think we got that. Um, or if, is it one of those ones that's um, it's yet to fill out its birth certificate, so yeah. to speak? Oh, sorry, the name. Yeah, it's called A Letter for Country and Western. <laughs> well, this old Country and Western fan is very, very um, soothed and happy to hear it. Thank um, you. I it's feel a like it's a pro- bit out of tune, so sorry about that. Not at all. <laughs> Didn't sound it to me. Um, so, look, Ellen, thank you so much for being part of the show today and at relatively short notice, got to thank the fabulous Queenie for bringing us together. Oh, amazing. Love to keep chatting <laughs> with you more, but um, packed program. We've got um, guests in the in the way. Well, not the waiting room. That makes us sound like a doctor's <laughs> or something. That's not what we like. So we'll just have a quick um, bit of music and um, rearrange things and... Um, then we will um, talk to Gavril Alexanders. Um, Ellen James, thanks so much. Thanks and for me at the oh, party. we should just very quickly. Um, you're on Instagram at ah yes, um, Ellen James so, Music. Yep, Ellen James Music, uh, and I got a few shows coming up. But Instagram's probably the best way to keep track. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so if people want to find out where you're gigging or if people want to book you, um, that's the way to do it on the Instas. Let's have um, a quick listen while we set things up to, if we're keeping the relatively acoustic-y female music going, to the Bangles. And they're in a different light. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR, digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. <laughs>
3CR, 8.55am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally, 18th birthday show, and prior to International Women's Day, so women's music there with the bangles in a different light. Sorry to cut the bangles off, but um, we've got, it's a packed program because we've got something very exciting um, on the queer and environmental fronts, um, and... um, um, a couple of messages coming in before we get to our next guest, but um, I've got a message here and I don't have a name, but that's all right. We'll just call it 80. Um, happy birthday to Out of the Pound. Ellen James was amazing. What a voice. Yes, totally concur with that. And it's great to see someone else has said it's great to see others doing well. I think I know who that is, um, but I won't um, guess to be sure. So it's really, really great that we have all these things happening. But there's lots of things happening. Queer in music is great, but queer in the environment is great. And there's a group in the northern suburbs um, who I wanted to have a chat to today because next week I'm up at Chill Out and couldn't squeeze it in up in Dalesford. Uh, long-time um, friend and social justice and similar coordinator, Gavril Alexander's welcome. I think it's fair to say welcome back to 3CR. <laughs> Thanks, Sally. Um, it's great to be here. Now, you have a very exciting thing happening in a couple of weeks, uh, a group that you started, and I think it started in the dreaded um, weird stuff, weird times that was 2020 and 21, um, Queen of the Barbie, Jananong. Did I get it? No, so I didn't. It, it is a tongue twister. So um, My apologies to it our is, That's all right. It's uh, listeners. called the Queer Mates of, Queer Mates. of the Barbie Jananong. Barbie Jananong. Um knew I was going to be rushed. Apologies again. No, no excuses. Um, but tell us about it, how it came about, what it is, and why we're wanting to talk about it now, um, um, because you've um, in the events, things what are coming up, so to speak. Yes, that's right. Um, so, yes, it's true. Uh, the Queer Mates of Bababi Janinanang uh, started in during sort of the COVID, the dreaded COVID time, um, though the motivation for the group was triggered really by the environmental, um, environmentally catastrophic fires in 2019. Um, there were a lot of uh, LGBTIQ people, friends of mine in my circles, that were very um, deeply distressed, really, about the fires and what had been happening with the environment. Um, and then the period of COVID, of course, with all the lockdowns, made rendered people feeling quite helpless Mm. um, in regards to what they could do to help heal um, country and the environment. Um, So what we did is we started a Facebook group and with some of the um, easing of lockdowns, of course we went in and out of lockdown, um, but the Facebook group uh, started and people were organising to get together um, as households and do some weeding um, and to start looking after the grasslands uh, around Faulkner, the Bababi Jininang grasslands. Gotcha. Yeah, I might just get you to move a little closer into the tip of the microphone as well. Um, yeah, look, um, um, look, absolutely so. I mean, you know, we needed that connection. But obviously, yeah, the, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things that to some extent feels like we've forgotten a bit about 2020 and the horrendous fires at the start of this year because it went so much into the psychological morass that was 2020 and then to some extent 2021 and early 2022. And I think that's, you know, I think that's, a, you know, an issue that we need to acknowledge in itself um, that we're not, you know, still remembering that well enough. And 
you know, I don't claim to be a climate expert. Lots of great environment programs on 3CR, like um, Earth Matters at 11 and um, Out of the Blue Before Us, who I forgot to thank today, um, at 11.30, and then called sort of in the environment, Freedom of Species, Animal Advocacy, coming up at 1 o'clock. But, you know, I think we're between the Nino and the Nina in the moment, and because of the fact that we've had the wet and it's going to get dry, in simple language, we're going to face this risk again, and it's really quite scary i think is the first thing i'd like to perhaps get you to bounce off but the other thing you know you are queer friends and you know i presume when you know queer and allied and we're not doing identity paper queer identity paper checks and if some just i might get you to put as well in as well in your own words the need for a queer group um you know um, um in terms of what you're aiming to achieve sure so um absolutely the the impacts of the fires and also covid um, one sort of unifying theme on the impacts of those events was on mental health. And there was a, a really strong, um, you know, sense within the community and also the media that it had really um, been a blow to people's mental health uh, yep. with these events. Um, the other thing is too with LGBTIQ peoples, um, you know, often they wouldn't reach out to um sort of mainstream mental health mm. services. They didn't um, feel comfortable necessarily um, with some of the kind of medical modelling of um, distress. Yep. And it was their view that, you know, that the way that they were feeling with their mental health, um, or certainly speaking for a lot of my friends and people in my circles, was that, um, you know, the, the mental state of their mental health was due to these external drivers um, you know, of COVID, of the stress of that, um, of of that sort of environmental um, situation, making them, you know, deeply concerned and distressed about their future, um, but also sharing an underlying sort of commonality of homophobia and transphobia, um, biphobia, etc. Um, and so, you know, it, it seemed a logical thing to, to be leaning back into the environment, to be doing something positive, therefore improving one's mental health. Um, and it, it also really spoke to a group of queer people setting up this, this project. It really spoke to a lot of people who didn't really connect with bar scenes and club scenes and yeah. might be more introverted or might have sort of other kinds of, you know, <laughs> interests sort of slightly nerdy, speaking for myself, um, interests in, you know, things like birds and pollinators and, you know, how to get rid of weeds and how to sort of cultivate uh, plants, you know. So um, I guess, it, yeah, it, I when I started it, I thought oh, I'm really probably just going to get a handful of my mates on a regular basis down there. Um, but when the Facebook sort of opened up, you know, I realised that it was really quite something in in high demand that people really responded positively to and wanted um, in the queer community to exist. Yeah. Oh, look, de definitely needed. No, you've, you know, you've hit the nail on the head. We know that sadly mainstream you know, spaces may not be affirming of all of LGBTIQI+. There's sort of, you know, it's, you know sort of discussing this with um, Ellen earlier, you know, we've sort of, oh, actually was discussing with her off air, we've come a little further on gay and lesbian, but maybe not on bi and trans and um, 
a non-binary, or I'm, I'm beginning to use the term trans plus a bit, um, which I think is a way around it for what that's worth. And so this is, you know, really, really um, good that we have this space, but um, you've got lots of big events coming up um, to, in that safe space um, for the um, for the group. Um, tell us about them with the one starting just under two weeks from now on Saturday, the 18th of March. Yes, so that um, will be an event for people to come along and learn about weeds. So um, winter brings with it, um, or autumn and winter periods yep. bring with them um, a, a large range of different sorts of weeds that start to take over, you know, some of those bush regeneration areas along the Merry Merry Creek. Um, and so our group focuses solely on the Bababi Janinanang grasslands um, along the Merry Merry in Faulkner. So every event is held there, um, and it is quite a large area. So, you know, since since the group commenced, we have been actively weeding that site and trying to reduce uh, the proliferation of those weeds over a long mm-hmm. period of time. Um, if you get them at the right time um, before they seed, it reduces, um, you know, how many are there. And you do that every single time they're ready to seed. And over the years, you sort of see this gradual reclamation of native um, Indigenous plants uh, taking the place of where the weeds are. So the weed workshop will be helping people to identify what weeds Mm -hmm. they need to target. Um, There will also be a smoking ceremony um, as well that will be held prior to um, the weed workshop commencing. Cool. Um, And the Wurundjeri Land Council um, will be undertaking that. Uh, so yeah, it'll be a great opportunity for people to get an introduction, um, you know, to the, the landscape there, get, um, also the, the background and the information on the significance of country to the Wurundjeri Wurundjeri people, um, as well on the day and, um, yeah, to meet other LGBTIQ plus people who, you know, are really interested in bush regeneration and, improving the biodiversity along the Merry Merry Creek. Yeah, which, you know, is needed. I mean, it's a, it's a lovely part, but it has, of course, well, suffered neglect under, um, in the last, where are we, um, nearly 200 years. Um, uh, thanks, colonisation not. Um, if I can be a little dry, sort of tongue-in-cheek, dry, humid, etc. Um, you know, what a, what a damage um, to, to it. And just to have that little bit of repairing, the sense of togetherness, what it's the environment, the sense of respect for our Aboriginal people, bringing all those things together, just absolutely awesomeness. Yeah, no, it has been really fantastic and we're getting really strong positive feedback from participants in in these workshops Um, and there will be sort of, I think we've got six uh, coming up over the winter period Um, and also on the Facebook group, um, people will sort of, you know, say, I'm going to go down to the grasslands and do some weeding today or, or I'm going to stake some of the new plantings and things like that. So people can connect via the Facebook group in between the events. Um, but the events are a really good sort of opportunity for people who might be really like brand new to the group and want to learn some skills. Um, and the basis of the group, you know, is a lot of skill sharing. We really invite people to share their knowledge about, um, you know, the, the flora and fauna of the area as well. So it sounds absolutely awesome. Um, so, yep, the 
um, very quickly because we're just getting to the end of the program and I'd better wait, wait for freedom of species. Um, you know, sort of um, 18th of March um, is the smoking ceremony and weed workshop. Um, just get a time and a specific location for that if we could. Yes, yeah, so all of the events start at 11am and yep. go to 1pm. Um, and there will be also food and refreshments available um, on the day that people will turn up. Um, and the location is the Bababi Jininang grasslands at Faulkner. Okay. So that's right along the, the Merry Merry bike trail. Gotcha. Yeah. So Duke Street is, if you people can identify where it is by looking at the map, and there's Duke Street in Faulkner. It's at the end of Duke Street. Fabulous. All right. 18th of March is the first event. There's then events coming up in May, June, August and September, but we'll um, put links and things into the podcast, keep our listeners informed. Gabriel, thanks for coming in at short notice and having a quick chat as part of a packed program. Got to leave it there, otherwise I'll be have fingers wagged at me and because I'll take Freedom of Species time. Take it out today. I'm coming in next week live from Chill Out Carnival and one of the events at the whole Chill Out weekend involves the fabulous Michelle Parsons and here's one of my favourite tracks of hers called uh, Burning, which please do that if you are burning off your weeds in a safe way. Thanks to Ellen James. Thanks to Gabriel Alexander, Alexanders for being fabulous guests on the 18th birthday of Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Have, have a cake-filled week, if gluten-free or otherwise, and I'll catch you from Chill Out next week.